Hello, and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Chain Media Network podcast where we discover and rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> With me, as always, is Sarah Becker. How have you been in the last five minutes, Sarah? Great. <laughs> Abs- just great. We always do this, so we record right in a row, and it makes it a little silly, but it's okay. Ever so slightly. And how have you been, uh, Peter? Uh, I'm pretty good. I found out that, unbeknownst to me, Hans Zimmer performed at Coachella early this year, and I did not know that, and that blew my fucking mind. <laughs> he did. He did. His encore was time from inception. He did that. That's what I happened. wish I was there, but unfortunately, at the time, and even right now, I don't have Coachella money. Yeah. yeah. I just don't really... I, I feel like I should go to a music festival one day just for the experience but i also like it's unsanitary and hot and or and yep. or you know cold and muddy and it's squished a lot dirty yeah. and expensive and druggies We're, and boozes and i don't know we are old people who want to go to the symphony and sit down <laughs> no. yes I'm going to sit and go, mmm, mmm, yes, mmm, mm-hmm. In my, uh, you know, air conditioning uh, and cushion seats. <laughs> but at the same time, for me personally, at least, I would not at all mind going to a rave. No, I, mean, I want to go to a rave. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, come on. Y'all have fun. Like, raves and orgies. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stay in bed with my girlfriend and watch Stranger Things. That's all I want. She just wants to be a snuggle bunny. Yes. We understand this. All right, well, this week we are discussing season five, all of it. We are doing our season yeah, five. We're doing it all over again in 12 hours. <laughs> oh, no, this is, our, this is our tradition of a wrap-up at the end of a season. So we'll be going through all of our usual questions. And, of course, the first one is, how did you feel about the season overall? And I'll take this one by saying, eh. It's uh, it's certainly at that high bar that DS9 has, usually. That being said, I think I'm about the same as Season 4. And it's weird because Season 4 had a specific thing that I had a problem with, which was the Klingon War was really boring. And then we got rid of that in Season 5 right away, which was good. Um, mm-hmm. But So I'm not sure exactly what had it this season. I guess it just wasn't as much of a cohesion. It's very clearly a ramp up to war, which again... I thought we already did in season three. So it was like maybe a little repetitive on that. Um, but there was enough good character episodes and there was enough. Uh, and, and I like the little three bits. Like we had a, the Klingon war at the beginning. Then we had the Garrick getting captured and the whole prison camp stuff. And that was pretty exciting. And then of course we had the minion show up and war is finally here. God damn it. We lost DS nine and it's exciting. So I like those little, those little bits. But I would say overall, I'm just kind of ready for something better. I'm ready to see this DS9 that everyone says is so great. And I thought season five was supposed to be it. And it wasn't quite it for me. So mm-hmm. how about you, Peter? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same as you. Like, there were definitely good character moments. But, but like, you could kind of tell that, that, that you know, it was what they a lot of what they were doing in, in, in season five as 
as, as certain characters popped up in episodes more uh, more more often than they may have in the than they may have in like in season four. So so we we saw we saw a bit more of Kai Wen, and, and instead of just seeing her and being like we hate you, it was, it was more of like she's talking to Cisco as the emissary. We we saw we saw we saw Wei Yun and him and him interacting with Jim Hadar and basically everyone and 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 all and all, and all the stuff and all the stuff that he does, and and so you can kind of tell like. We're building to a war. When are we gonna get there? And and then and I and I also I also think that a part of it for me is um is because is is, is because is because my friend Steve who who I who I've mentioned who I've mentioned, I've mentioned several times um throughout the entirety of this show, um, as, as we got to like the second half of of season five, he start he he started being like whenever 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 I saw him or I or I was over at his place, he would be like he would be like. What episode are you on? Have you gotten to season six? Because there are two specific episodes that Ooh. I need to watch with you, and you let me know because I want to be there to watch them with you. So it's like, I think part of it for me personally was like, was like I had a friend who is very who is like total fan of the show, and he's like been hyping up stuff that's gonna happen in season six, and so I'm I, I guess part of, I guess part of me is like wanting to get there to see what he's see what all he's talking about yeah i am um, i don't know if it's considered spoilers but i i like to go to imdb and see the individual episode ratings for every episode in the season uh, and you look at that there's a lot more eights and nines ooh. in season six and seven huh than there are in five for me there's a lot of sevens in five which makes sense you know yeah um and of course one five which was obvious um but uh so yeah i understand where you come from i also felt like it was a little bit like okay let's get to what's so exciting you know how about you sarah yeah pretty much uh, exactly the same thing i will say you know in perhaps in defense of the season itself um because you know the three of us for various reasons you know have all had busier schedules of late it seems and therefore it took us longer to get through season five than i think it's taken us uh, for most other seasons um so it felt slower to me but you know you know i i don't i, I wonder if maybe that didn't have to do with the fact that we were watching it at a slower pace anyway rather than you know binging which affects how you know one's perception of a show um but yeah, as you guys said, um, all of the action was largely concentrated towards the end, and also concentrated on character episodes. Which you guys, you you know me, I love I love a good character centric episode. It's it's great. But yeah, um, at the same time, I do appreciate forward motion and the plot. And this didn't have a lot of that until the very end. Yes, yes. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, characters. Or let's talk about episodes, actually, since you're talking about individual episodes. What was your favorite episode of the season, Sarah? Well, um, I I had a list of about five going for a while, and I was about to put down a different one. But then I was looking at the list of episodes, and I remembered the episode called Soldiers of the Empire, which is about the (laughs) ragtag Klingon crew (laughs) that Ah, fails a lot. And... uh, Mm -hmm. 
that was that was that episode was just so fun for me and i i remember in in the in our our podcast about it even saying that i would love to have a spin-off show about this crew of klingons either you know how they were formed or even you know their journeys after deep space 9 but it was just <laughs> it was it was really enjoyable to me although uh, other candidates on that list included Dr. Bashir, I presume, Ferengi love songs and trials and tribulations. And the thing is, each of the, those episodes is so wildly different from the next in terms of tone and purpose and what happens in it that it was really, really hard to choose. It wasn't as though I was choosing, <laughs> you know, between four really dramatic episodes. It was, you know, the flashback yeah. episode or not, not a flashback episode, but, you know, the Back in time travel episode and a comedy episode and, uh, you know, Klingon space shanty episode and a surprisingly dramatic character episode. And uh, at the end of the day, I chose Klingon space shanties, but I was about to put in Dr. <laughs> Bashir, I presume. Fair enough. How about, uh, well, I'll say, well, let's go to Peter first. How about you, Peter? Well, I went ahead and chose the time travel episode. I I chose trials and tribulations because because because, because yes, I, I I definitely agree with with Sarah. Soldiers of the Empire was was also a fun episode, but I I just I just liked I liked I liked uh, tri- tribulations because because I think I said this in the episode when we when we recorded it. It was like Lion King one and a half, but better for me. It was just, yeah. it was just like it was like it was like this is how you do an is this how you, how you do an episode or a movie of something where it's like where it's like yeah, so you know the main story. Here's stuff that was happening behind the scenes that kind of like led to you know shit in the past happening, and like it was fun. It was well done. I I like I, I liked I, I liked how. I, I, I like I liked how they how, how they were able to like like superimpose all 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 of the all of the DS nine characters on, onto onto TOS footage the uh like the the, 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 the how they how they use the cameras how they use the cameras from T, from T, from TOS to make to make it work um how 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 we how we how we even how we even got that bit where where uh, where, where, where Worf was like keep that trouble away from me they're in, they're enemies of the enti- of the of the entire Klingon the entire Klingon Empire like there was just a bunch of funny bits and moments in the in, in this episode that I was like this is great and 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 also and also I like I liked how at the end the time police were, were the time mm-hmm. police were like so you did do one thing where you directly interacted with people of the past and in past you got you you got you got uh you got Kirk's auto Graph. and one of them, one of them was like no we should be in trouble and the other two was like i'm sorry are you saying you wouldn't get his autograph i kind of ha- i kind of have some respect for that and it's, it's like i have mad respect for that and it's like you know what who wouldn't also yep. dex fucked bones let's never forget oh yeah, yeah. i actually did bones. forget but that's canon that happened it's canon and i am uh-huh. here for it i need to go find that fan fiction <laughs> Actually, that's um, not true. Just Dax Lenara can't um, fan fiction forever. That's all I need. Is, this is fair, but you, but this is a, that was a different Dax. You know? Yes, this is fine. You can. Yeah, that's this is true. Um, I totally agree with you guys on, on Trials and Tribulations. It's a technical marvel for sure. As you mm-hmm. mentioned, Peter, it's something I I kind of forgot to consider. But uh, 
it's it's just too fan fictiony for me. I love it, but it is it's just it's just a little too extra. You know, That's fair. it's That's fair. it's it's I totally respect it and it's not something I'd ever be mad about, but it's just like it's not quite for me. Um uh I actually had a one that might be a little bit of a off-ball choice until the episode I finally watched, which was uh Children of Time actually. This is the episode where um sort of more of a TNG episode where they define it finds out that they had in this universe crash landed and uh kind of traveled in time so they meet their the generations 200 years future and the whole sort of moral dilemma that comes up around can they purposely re-crash themselves knowing that they will never see their families again but this group of people exist i think that's an awesome moral question i think Mm -hmm. it's just a really exciting moral question that i've never seen a sci-fi film do it's just a kind of fun sci-fi that TNG would normally do, so it's kind of unfair for me to pick it as a DS9, I know, but like I just, that's one of the reasons I love Star Trek. I love these kind of questions and these ideas and I'm always excited to see another DAX of any kind, whether it's a different timeline or not, and it ended in a crazy way. It like completely retextualized the way we view a major character, which is a yeah. big, bold step to make Odo like a major problem. Like, well, make Odo like a murderer in another timeline is kind of shocking and interesting and weird and crazy and hard to deal with um so i like that a lot but as much as i rejected thinking about it for a while the more i thought about it i just had to pick the finale call to arms just because i was it's not so much that like it's exciting you know that's why i rejected it as like i mean just because like this is the exciting one and like we're hyped to get into the season but generally mm-hmm. it was just a very impressive episode where like as we talked about uh, a few minutes ago um <laughs> we mm-hmm. uh were very impressed with how well they balanced character and story in this episode. Yeah. It was probably the best balance they've ever done of that. Or, or usually on DS9, it's like, okay, this is the arc episode, or this is the character episode, which seems to be sort of dual of that. And the fact that we got a lot of answers to the characters and the fact that we also had this great political moment, and also that I think it's a very interesting view of war and a very interesting view of the way the war starts. And I think the battles are really excellent. So it's just ultimately, I just got beaten down by like, all right, it's, it's pretty fucking good. So like, ultimately, I sometimes reject doing the the big crazy episode because they tend to be the one people love anyways because it's the big crazy episode. Right. I don't think some of the best Game of Thrones episodes are the battle episodes, but they tend to be picked because of the battle episodes are very exciting. I get mm-hmm. why people love them the most, but yes. to me, I think sometimes character moments are better. This time though, the big battley explosion y hypey episode was the best for me so. because it also had Called good character is moments choice. is the thing is it did both exactly. really it was well the balance of the two yeah exactly you yeah it was it was character moments that was character moments that that at, that at least to us like like organically led into the big moments definitely well let's get on to the mvp of the main cast who's your choice peter um it's for a very specific reason, even 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 though you kind of just brought up that you know that he that you know he brings up a very big moral kind of dark gray area. Um, but future, but Odo slash future Odo, because in the most abrupt way, and maybe not maybe not necessarily the the Odo that we know, but Odo nonetheless, in a very abrupt and just here the cars are on the table whatever and now everyone else has to deal with it he was just like kira i'm in love with you and i have been for a very long time and so 
I, I, I guess I guess I, I guess I choose Odo because we because they fi someone finally said it, mm. and now they have and for better or for worse. But I hope. But I think I like to think that it will be for better. Now they now they finally can deal with it. It's well said because you know. Going five seasons without with, with and going five seasons where like where basically everyone but everyone everyone but the person of your desire is like dude just fucking do it just just <laughs> fucking do it. It, it 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 that that and I and I know I know especially because because I'm not because I'm not one who 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 if I'm if I'm out at like a bar or a club can like walk can walk up to a guy and just be like hey I think cute handsome attractive sexy whatever my name's Peter blah 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 that takes balls. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's uh, Odo from the future is interesting. Yes. I appreciate a cheat because it does take a Odo that has lived with regret to then do what he's always regretted, which is yeah. interesting. All right. How about you, mm -hmm. Sarah? I, um, this might be kind of a surprising pick, I guess, but I pick Quark for the MVP of the main cast. And this is because, with the exception of Odo's Great Revelation, which it can be argued wasn't, in fact, our Odo. It was future right, Odo. Right, right. Um, I feel that Frodo. Quark had the most... What? Future Odo, photo. Oh, my goodness. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel that Quark had the most character development... And and let me let me explain. In uh, in the episode where he gets involved with the arms dealers, he comes to the conclusion that killing a bunch of people is not worth the buku money that he is making. And he suddenly realizes right. that spending all this time with these humans is giving him a conscience. And then in an even later episode, Ferengi love songs, he helps his mother to. I mean, not rule Ferenginar outright, but she she's the the Grand Nagus's right hand, and she is a woman, basically yeah. behind the yeah. scenes running the economy of the planet. And he, at the end of the day, helps her along to do it. So whether he likes it or not, he's becoming kind of progressive. <laughs> so right. uh, so uh, it's Quark, Quark for me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Your answer. Well, for me, it's uh, Odo, just because there wasn't like one character that stood out to me, and I was like, definitely this season. But I think Odo probably had the most interesting stuff to do this season. Uh, I mean, there was a great episode where Odo had to raise a kid. Odo yes. got laid. Uh, yes. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> and Odo found his future self, who then killed everybody. Um, he, he it's one of the more interesting arcs this season, and it was like a lot of like about Odo becoming more mature and becoming more uh, comfortable in his feelings and his ability to talk and his ability to chat, which ended in a nice moment at the end where they were like, "Well, let's be adults and just put this on hold. We can't be worried about school crushes." while there's a war so let's just yeah. let's just put a pin in that and we'll yeah, come back yeah. to that later which I thought was a very adult answer and I'm yes. proud of Odo for that that said there wasn't like one character that was like oh yeah this character had such a good season but I think Odo was the closest so mm -hmm. he wins for me so next up is the best guest star 
And I'm going to start with a cheat. I'm picking two, but they're a couple, so I think it, it's okay. It's uh, Richard Bashir, played by Brian George, and Amsha Bashir, played by Fadwa El Gwindi. Uh, sorry for the pronunciations. Um, so this is obviously Dr. Bashir's parents. Just for one, it's just awesome to see parents. We don't get a lot of Star Trek parents, and it's always exciting when we do. I love Worf's parents in TNG, the adorable Russians. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is a very ancient episode. First, you know, coming in and just thinking they're going to be uh, funny and silly characters, and then we actually learn that they're these fairly complicated characters. And you get a very another good moral episode where the idea of watching your child suffer and basically changing exactly who they are so they won't suffer as much but does that mean you've created a completely different person and brings some places she's a parenting and they're just great really interesting parents and i really appreciate that that uh um uh, uh richard took the heat at the end for his son and mm-hmm. sacrificed <clears> his <throat> son to do better again and took some responsibility which i liked and uh just in general i thought they were good parents and it was exciting to see an interesting parent dynamic that wasn't uh as much as I like Luxana Troy, you know, we, we don't need all the parents to be Luxana Troy. You know what I mean? Right. We don't need yeah, all the parents yeah. to be like naggy, annoying, jokey parents. Like, it's nice to have parents that have different issues and different flaws and different uh, uh, relationships. So I enjoyed both of them uh, very much. How about yeah. you, Sarah? I, I actually did the same thing as you. Yeah. <laughs> I picked uh, the Bashirs, we'll call them. And, um, for uh, exactly the same reasons, all of them that you just listed, and also just in terms of physical typecasting, they're great. They are exactly what I expected Julian's parents to look like. One hundred percent. Also, representation. Like, let's talk about yes. having that too. A Middle Eastern family all together on screen together. Like, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, that's great. Do you think and also, isn't uh, isn't Fadwa Al Gundi like some famous scientist or something who just yeah, decided... she's like a super boss um, anthropologist. Yeah, she's yeah. Like a super acclaimed yeah boss anthropologist. Yeah, so. It's her only acting credit. I have no idea where they found her, but she's great in the episode. Yeah. But I'm glad they did. That's a great job. Yeah. How about you, Peter? Um, so I actually kind of feel bad for not for not choosing for not choosing the, the those two actors uh, those two actors, but um, <laughs> because because I chose I chose my 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 choices for once again a kind of specific reason. I I chose I chose uh, Day Young who played Day Young who played Arissa. Because mm. Arissa got Odo laid, <laughs> and like, 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 I'm like, I'm sorry. After all the shit that Odo has been going through, he needed to get laid, and he got laid, and I'm happy for him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. That happening came with just the huge emotional impact of finding out, oh, this person that I thought you were for is totally different because you're actually this woman and you have a husband and yeah. But it was just like you had it's, it's like I like I, I like I liked her I liked her because I like I liked her character. I liked Arissa because because in that episode, you know, we we got we got we got to we got to see we got we got we got to see Odo kind of 
sweep a woman off her feet in the in, in a way in a way that I'm sure he would love to, sure that he would love to do for in, in a way that I'm sure he would love to do for Kira. So it's like so it's like okay so it's like okay dude you got your practice in. Now once the war is over, do it again but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very it's a very specific. <laughs> It's very specific and small reason that is totally not as deep as you two, but I stand by it for now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. All right. Well, Sarah, tell me, who is your best recurring guest star? So these are your Ducats, your Kai Wins, people who aren't just in one episode but aren't necessarily main cast. I didn't see Rom in your You're allowed list. to pick Rom. Okay, I pick Rom. I forgot. I I always pick Rom, but um, Brunt was going to be my uh, my other choice if I wasn't allowed to pick Rom for some weird reason. Because I always love Brunt. Jeffrey Coombs just basically wins everything because Wayun is also great. But there's just something about that you know evil Ferengi toothy smile. That he can pull off as Brunt, that is just so sinister and yet so comical as well, and uh, he's just—he's so good at being bad. It's wonderful. But, but you know, I just—I I sing the praises of, of Jeffrey Coombs as Brunt, but also Rom is just Rom and <laughs> Rom and Lita, and he finally like. They got together and they got married and he's really smart and really nice and just wonderful. And he's going to be so. a spy. And he's going to be a spy. And you know he's going to be good at it. Yeah, He's going to he be is. good, but like adorable at it too. Mm-hmm. Right? And the thing is like the Cardassians will never suspect him because he'll just, you know, aside from being really good at engineering stuff, he's kind of an idiot. So right. I'll just be like, oh yeah, this guy. And he won't even be doing engineering stuff because he's working in Quark's bar to be less conspicuous. Exactly. <coughs> he'll, he'll, he will be exactly he'll, he will be exactly where he, where they left him. Definitely. How about you, Peter? Uh, well, for guest star for 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 for, for recurring guest star, I kind of cheated and I chose both Wayun and Brunt because <laughs> be, 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 because Same because actor. Jeffrey Combs like I I. Just the the fact that both of these roles are played by the same person, and 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 the, and the, and this man does such wonderfully different and spec and like awesome performances for both characters, I think it's just great. Like like mm-hmm. it's like because yeah. it's like they're both smarmy, but like different kinds of smarmy. Like Brunt is more like snivelly and just like more snivelly and weasley because 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 he is a liquidator. Because he, he, he's a liquidator, and then and then Wei and then Wei Yun is just like, as Ben as Ben has has been said, has been said. I think the last episode, um, in our, in our last episode, just prancing about for the for for, 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 for the for the for the founders, and it's just like, I love this so much. Like, like, like anytime either of them is on, anytime anytime either character is on screen, I'm just like, this is gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I think. We may have to just name this category the Jeffrey Coombs Memorial <laughs> List. I don't think it's ever going to be fair from now on because I also picked Wei Yoon. Yes. <laughs> oh boy, Garrick, you've been probably out. expected um, because he is the worst, but I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Such a 
wonderful, smarmy piece of shit. He's like yes. a giant <laughs> peacock who has his feathers out all the time. He just comes in chest forward. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> he, he's, he's like a peacock whose feathers are like the most garish combination yes. <laughs> of colors you could possibly imagine. You're just like, oh my god, please stop. But like, keep talking. Mm-hmm. I love that we have a villain and I love that we have three different kinds of villains. I love that female changeling is more of your kind of classic Ozai authoritarian I want to rule things and be left alone style. Golducat is your you know, you're a Yago. He's always betraying everybody. He can't stay in one side more than like a minute. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you have Wayun, who's just just being Wayun, buddy. Yeah, he's, he's just, just there. doing Wayun things. And Wayun things. Also, I just love that they loved this character so much that they brought him back from the dead. They retconned the entire Vorta race as clones just to bring this one actor back, which I right? fucking love. And That's I also he's... think that if they don't start murdering Wayun all the time on the show. And if he doesn't become like Kenny from South Park, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) (laughs) I want him to get killed every episode from now on. I want it. Um, So, yes. uh, Wayun. And I think maybe next year I may just have to just say, Jeffrey Coombs, you get an honorable mention (laughs) from the sky because he just he's too many characters. He's too many fun characters for us not to pick. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he deserves it because he's just a delight. All right, Indeed. last thing. Let's do our ratings for this season. Peter, what's your rating for the season? I think this is the same rating I gave season four. I'm giving it a six out of nine. Um, de- de- def- definitely, definitely, like, def- definitely a lot of good moments, uh, good moments throughout the season, especially character moments, and and we got and we got. A really big payout in Call to Arms in the season in the season finale, but I don't I don't know. Like, wow, I, I I okay. I am now echoing both you and Jack Ben and went uh when, whenever we whenever we talk about Discovery. <laughs> there's so, I don't know what exactly it is yet, <laughs> but there's something missing, and right. I want it. I just don't know what I just I don't know how to describe it, and I'm hoping that I get it in season six because I because. I know for a fact. Thanks, thanks to my friend Steve and like 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 the like the few friends who have talked about it, talked about talked about the show with that this show is amazing. I want it to reach the point where I am like just like jo- like mouth like jaw on the floor, flabbergasted. Like that was a damn good episode. That was a damn good season. Like I want I I am waiting for it to reach that point of like I'm here and I am present and I am all for it. Um, haven't quite reached it yet, but the door is. But but my hand is definitely on the door, peeking inside. Very nice. How about you, Sarah? Mm-hmm. I will also give season five <clears throat> a six out of nine, um, which I think is actually a little bit lower than I gave season four. Again, watching just physically watching season five at a slower pace probably had an effect on how I viewed the show but um yeah there um there was some table setting and it was interspersed with some very good character episodes but 
as I said at the beginning of this this podcast, there wasn't enough forward motion to really feel like this is a yes, yes, it's building, yes, it's good, yes, we're going to season six, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it just, it didn't quite ever get there. Also, God damn it, Worf definitely that, that bringing too. down the score of this season considerably. Okay, may I just say, I also legitimately considered that like at first i was gonna be like 6.5 and then i thought of Worf, and i was just like never nah. mind uh, Worf gets a minus 0.5 for everybody <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah great job Wolf. i uh i think you mentioned this in in last week's episode ben you you referred to this as uh the domestication of dax which is just uh. an outrage outrage i say horrible screams, outrage screaming intensifies very nearly brought this down to a 5.5, to be honest. Damn. Wow. Wow. So that episode is real bad, so I understand. Really yeah. offensive to me, personally. I understand. Yep. Uh, I also give the season a 6 out of 9, um, because I don't like math. No. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I I also feel about the same as season 4. Um, this one was more just a... Just a the loose mesh whereas like season four had like a like season four had like a plan it didn't stick to like season five was more like um we don't really have a plan <laughs> you know like we're not sure where we're going yet and i think that was part of the problem it just felt like we were just kind of bouncing around for stuff obviously we ended on an interesting point but it wasn't quite the driving locomotive street there that i necessarily needed weirdly that made it more realistic about how war actually happens but it may not exactly mm-hmm. make it as exciting <laughs> because the lead up to war maybe isn't that exciting either um as the actual war but now it feels like we're finally at the actual goddamn war so like i'm just glad about that for one um that said i definitely want the show to have more of a piece of drive i want the arcs to be a little stronger and uh but we'll still have, of course, the good character episodes from time to time. Obviously, I still love those. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to get going. But uh, it just felt like this wasn't quite the ramp-up that everyone told me it was going to be. So mm-hmm. that's why we, Geek Space Nine, give Season 5 of Deep Space Nine a 6 out of 9. Still a recommendation. Still, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, generally positive. But there will be it's, some it's, it's not quite there. <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm still waiting for those final two seasons to say, but right now I would still say the TNG is my favorite Star Trek show. Mm. So I'll say it has not become my favorite yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, right, that has been our episode. Next week we will be discussing season six, episode one and episode two, which are the season premiere, A Time to Stand, and Rock Centrals. As always, I want to thank and my what? lovely co-host. That's <laughs> like. I don't know why, but I like to sing that, like, the line from Once in a Lifetime, where he's like, under the rocks and stones, there is water flowing. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for putting up with my shit every week on this journey. <laughs> Our theme song is by Captain Meat Shield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meat Shield. Our awesome artwork is by Joe Bowen. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It helps new listeners discover our show. Until next time, this is the crew of Geek Space Nine signing off. Bye, guys. 
Thanks for listening. Thank you.